Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is the Batter Up podcast for the 10th day of September 2020. Will Palaja, Caleb Johnson, and Joe Patrick as we get you set for the final 17 days of the Major League Baseball regular season. Even on the advent of uh, the day that we start football, the baseball season is heating up. And it was heating up at Truist Park on Wednesday night with a Braves score of franchise record 29 runs. We hope to be just as prolific with you in our half-hour discussion today. We say hello to you, Joe Patrick. Hey, Willie P. How's it going, man? We are well. Hello, Caleb Johnson. What's going on? Uh, I don't know what to make of last night, guys, because after two games against the Marlins that looked very suspect at best, especially against Sixto Sanchez Tuesday night, the offense explodes just by having the infusion of Ozzie Albies. It was very encouraging to see. And it also makes me wonder what games are going to look like after September the 27th. We talk a lot about how playoff baseball is different and the fact that pitching continues to dominate. I just don't know if it's going to take that same jump that it does in normal seasons because so many teams have the same problem the Braves had. I almost feel like the playoffs will act as an extension of the regular season, and we're going to have games like this, and I think that puts the Braves in pretty good position. React as you may. Uh, it feels, it, first off, it just feels weird the fact that we're almost done with the season. Like, that's that's what I'm having a hard time wrapping yeah. my head around. It's like, we have a game like this, and I want to say, well, I mean, this is just, you know, flash in the pan, just, uh, you know, odd night kind of deal. Right. But, I mean, it, this is, it's more of a big deal because we're we're headed so close to the end of the season and it's a it's a uh, National League East opponent. Yeah, I mean, I thought the last couple games against the Marlins was it, they were very frustrating games to watch because the team was not really hitting with when when they got opportunities with runners in scoring position, and it was just happening over and over again. Uh, and I think that uh, honestly made the offense maybe look a little bit uh, worse than that. Then we know what this offense is. We know this has been a team that's absolutely carried by by the offense it's certainly not getting carried by by the pitching so um it was kind of fun obviously it was very fun to see everything that happened in the game last night uh to just kind of see the floodgates open but I think that it's symbolic of what this team is you know to win a game what 29 to 9 or whatever the final score was um just kind of crazy by the way we got a score gami in that game the first oh, score, yeah the first score gami since in baseball since 1999, I want to say. That was wow. insane. 21 years since there's been a unique score in baseball. 
Um, Freddie Freeman talked about how this lineup is now so long with everybody healthy. Our lineup is so long with everyone healthy now. Um, it, it, it's tough. And then Snit, you know, kind of switched the lineup a little bit. I woke up to a text message saying I was hitting second today. So I guess I guess that was the magic magic lineup tonight. I, I personally think that this lineup is going to carry them to any success that they'll have in the postseason. And I also wonder, the flip side of that is that, you know, how many games are we going to get where it's this offense is going to have to bail out uh, the pitching staff? Because since we last spoke, Max Freed went down. Uh, it looks like he'll be back within the next eight or ten days or so, at least no later than the 18th against the Baltimore Orioles. But I mean, guys, <laughs> we were at a point where we thought we had two starters. After Ian Anderson's latest slip up, we might have no starters. I'm not going to overreact to Ian Anderson's last start and Max Fried having a rough outing. I mean, look, those things happen. And I think Snit has even talked about it previously, where you can't expect these guys to go out every time and be perfect. I'm less concerned about that and more concerned about the fact of this this 29 runs that the Braves scored last night really pacified the fact that Tommy Malone was awful. I mean, I mean it was <laughs> yeah. just like it, it's, it's happened twice now with him. Yeah, well, and that, and that's what's that's honestly what's sad about the whole thing is it's the fact that he's he's been in this position twice now and he's done the exact same thing and it's just you know, I mean, I mean, what do you what do you do? What are you supposed to expect a team to do? Like, like they're not going to score twenty nine runs to cover that up every time, and and it's one of those. It's honestly, it's so frustrating that it's gotten to the point where like Snit doesn't even want to talk about it. Like, it's just it's not even worth not even worth discussing. You mentioned Snit. This was him last night on Time Malone. It is what it is. You know, uh, Dayton came on, did a good job, and kind of settled things in, and and. Uh, you know, and it was uh, we were lucky to have Bryce down there, kind of gassed up and ready to go. He'd been extended, and and um, so that you know that was good that we had you know we got to stay away from everybody else so he could finish the game. Joe, it's uh, not exactly a a calm state of affairs in terms of the Braves pitching right now. No, I was uh, <laughs> I was I was joking with friends because I was covering the Atlanta United game last night while Caleb was on Braves duty and. Uh, I was kind of keeping up with the score line when I saw they had scored like 25 runs or whatever. I uh, I texted some friends. I said, uh, so Melanson's getting warm, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> based on the way that uh, based on the way that Snitz uses bullpen. But yeah, I mean, the pitching is it's rough and it's kind of to kind of to go back to the trade deadline. I think a lot of this co goes back to the conversation we were having around then, because that was when we were talking about should the Braves really put chips on, you know, in the middle of the table to bolster the starting rotation, which obviously mm -hmm. needs help. And I just continue to wonder, and I'm kind of on Alex Anthopoulos' side of this, where it's like, if you had gotten, out, went out and gotten Lance Lynn, for example, like, are you really feeling that much more confident than, I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to have a, another starting pitcher, but you're still looking at going into a playoff series, being totally outmatched in the pitching department. Like it didn't, really I don't think matter um who you got except for Mike Clevenger I think he's the one guy that would have really elevated the a playoff starting pitching staff uh, to a new level so 
you know, it's just tough with the way that the injuries have fallen on them. Uh, obviously, the, I think the the good news for the Braves in terms of the injury front is this one, this latest one with Freed is actually seems like it's not going to be something that's long term and super debilitating. Um, in fact, he was saying that, well, he didn't speak to the media, but apparently through Alex Anthopoulos, we can understand that there was some deliberation between Freed and the club, whether they just wanted to like have him rest a start or even like, you know, potentially pitch through something like this but obviously there's no reason to do that but it's just yeah I mean you've turned to so many different young arms you've turned to all kind you've turned to veterans like Malone and <laughs> just nothing seems to be coming up aces for the Braves right now in in the starting staff I you know and again we, we could debate the Mike Clevenger thing till the cows come home just simply he's just not here I just I refuse to believe that the deal wasn't there that made sense for the Braves. And and, and again, I, I probably value guys like Drew Waters differently than much of the Braves fan base or the Braves organization does. It, it's not that I don't think he's a good player. It's just, I think he's a luxury item at this point when you have other needs. And, and the other part of this too, is that the reluctance to spend on prime pitching and I'm, when I say prime pitching, I'm not talking about a 34-year-old veteran on a one-year prove-it deal. Like, go out yeah. and spend money on an actual pitcher, like a Wheeler or a Cole. I mean, I, I I know that this organization loves to talk about how much they lose money. They're not paupers, guys. We're in the 10th largest media market in the country. Like, they're making some money. I understand a lot of it has to do with the ownership group and many people who say that they, you know, inside that Liberty Media Group, they don't even know that they own a baseball team and McGurk has to stand up there and be the the uh, mouthpiece for a bunch of people who don't care about whether or not this team does anything other than make money. I get all that, and I understand all that, so don't run me through the machinations of it. But when you're a fan base, like the Braves, who's starved for winning, and you trot out this garbage on the mound, like Tommy Malone, and Newcomb, and Toussaint, and all this other just trash... Like, like, come on, man. Like, I, I can't look at this and see. You can't sit here and tell me that at least one of these pitchers who was available this past offseason couldn't have helped the Atlanta Braves. I'm just and, – and even when you think about the fact that they've gotten so much help with the lineup, like, this should be a team that's primed to win a World Series. And because of their reluctance to spend on pitching, we're now limping to the finish. I'm honestly – my the like, I guess my frustration when it comes to – pitching it and how it's all been dealt with is the fact of I can't figure out what what this front office wants to do I mean on the one hand they don't want to go up go out and give up prospects to acquire talent that is ready right now but then they don't want to use those prospects so that we can see how they look and, and see if they're worth it I'm honestly like throwing Sean Newcomb out there throwing uh, Tuki Toussaint out there, you know, throwing Ian Anderson out there. It's one of those, I am completely fine with that because that at least we see, you know, we see the talent that's available, but why is Kyle Muller, you know, why is his name not been brought up anymore? Why is Tucker Davidson's name not been brought up anymore? And we're continuing to see guys like Tommy Malone and Robbie Erlin you know, come back up there and it's like, well, maybe this time will be different. And then we get through two innings and it's like, well, okay, we're looking pretty good. And then we go third and fourth inning and it, it all, you know, falls apart pretty much. And it's, I just, 
I, I wonder what what are they thinking? I mean, what's going to are are these guys not ready right now or or what? Like what are what are we dealing with? It just seems like anything would be better than than what they're throwing out right now. They was, did my guy Patrick Weigel dirty too, by the way. Absolutely, just, just absolutely. To be, just, just to absolutely. be clear, yeah. Um, it was interesting talking to uh, when Alex Anthopoulos was doing his uh, conference call the other day, talking about the Max Fried situation. He started dishing a little bit on some of the other pitchers that are in the pipeline. Tucker Davidson was a guy that was specifically asked about for obvious reasons because he's been kind of uh, you know the coaching staff has talked talked him up. You know, back to spring training, media members seem to really like him a lot. Obviously, he's one of the top pitchers in the pipeline, and it was kind of. Uh, jarring to hear Anthopoulos just plainly state that he's kind of behind some of these other guys that we have seen uh in the pecking order like Bryce Wilson like um who else did he mention he was behind somebody kind of mediocre that wouldn't be tantalizing and he basically said that you know Tucker um he's he's he referred to him as solid uh but I think that he's still worried about the fastball command with him just not a consistent ability to throw strikes which is disappointing because I think a lot of us were were looking forward to seeing him. Uh, but I think that, yeah, it's just like one of the drags of this team. And to be perfectly like, I want to say that I actually I love watching the Braves because they are an exciting team to watch. They've got this exciting offense. You never know when they can pop off for six or seven runs in an inning. And that's really fun. But, you know, one of the drags is seeing these starting pitchers who not only do you not have confidence in them to actually go out there and perform and put the team in a winning position, but there's just not the uh, kind of like the the interest in them long term where it's like, you know, I would rather go out. I would rather see Sean Newcomb or somebody who has upside long term for the Braves than seeing Tommy Malone. Even like Josh Tomlin fits in that scenario where it's like, yeah, it's cool to see the like I'm fine with Josh Tomlin going out there and giving up three runs in five innings or whatever, but it's not really something that gets your juices flowing, you know. Like I'd if I'm gonna see somebody give up strikes, if I'm gonna strikes, Joe, if I'm gonna see somebody you know give up uh, three innings and five or three runs in five innings. I'd rather see that be somebody else. But maybe a guy like Sean Newcomb or Tuki Toussaint can't even do that, you know, and they weren't showing much evidence that they could earlier in the season. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's just the the starting pitching is is really a drag. It's honestly, like, I'm, like, more interested once the bullpen gets into the game. So right. those, those are more pitchers I'm more confident in, more well, guys I feel like have more upside. Well, let, let's, I mean, again, before we get back, I, I do want to talk about Adam Duvall and, and some more positive things, but I, I do want to at least address this part of it. Do you think that this performance, this sample size, is enough to cause the philosophical nature of the Braves front office to change, or do you think they'll write it off as an outlier? <laughs> yeah, I don't change. know. You can't you can't get in between Alex Anthopoulos and his love for a a one year contract for a aging pitcher or or player in general. But hey, we and we no, might I mean, finally seen that guy. Yeah, I know. We should talk about Hamels because it does sound like he's on the cusp of returning. But um, yeah, I mean, I, who knows how how what they've learned in this season might change how they do things going forward, whether it's in free agency or trades or whatever. But it is interesting that Alex Anthopoulos has yet to really make like a, a blockbuster trade since he's been in Atlanta. He's made some nice trades in terms of picking up some relievers at the deadline last year. Um, done some things that have really been like patchwork stuff, but hasn't really kind of changed uh, the yeah 
any core part of the roster through through a trade. So kind of still waiting on that. I think I think that Atlanta uh, that the Braves have had the have the pieces in place to do something like that. Will you talk about guys like Drew Waters, all these assets they have? Um, but for whatever reason, they haven't really pulled the trigger on it. And you know, when it comes to like a guy like Drew Waters, like we were talking about, it does make sense to trade him if especially if you're not seeing if you don't foresee him being a regular member of this team for a year or two like like uh, it just doesn't make sense for me to like wait on him um to kind of complete the 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 trio uh, yeah the the (laughs) The immaculate outfield outfield (laughs) the utopia i call it the utopian outfield that seems like an inefficient way to like manage the future of this club but you know we'll see we'll see what happens it's uh, it's an outfield I don't think will exist if the Braves have any intention on competing. Now, I'm not saying it will never exist. I'm not saying there won't be a day where Pache is in center and Waters is in left and Acuna is in right. And, and Here's everything. my problem with that, is that then that has guys playing out of position. I mean, if, in my personal opinion, I think Acuna has got to stay in center because... Watching him yesterday in right field, and every time but, he's but in he's right field. But he's had adventures field, in center too, Caleb. I feel like, it, at least from what I've seen of him, he he seems more comfortable when the ball is coming directly at him versus having to make a read and go you know far to one side or the other because that little mix-up that, that him and Ender had, uh, and then I, fe- I felt like there was another one uh, in yesterday's game that just kind of had me baffled. Of, I'll just blame I'll just blame Ender for that one. I I'm, I mean, hey, <laughs> he looked bad yesterday, and it's on it. Like it's it's look, guys. You know I love Ender, but it's gotten to the point where like when we're wa- when you're watching a game where a team is scoring as many runs as they did, you know that second inning where the Braves scored eleven runs, Ender got two outs. <laughs> like I was just like. Oh. Man. When you've lost Caleb Johnson, you've lost <sighs> the room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he scored, he scored an RBI, which, like, clap it up. But, <laughs> oh, man, it's it's bad, especially when we've gotten to this point. And, um, I, I mean, I'm still thinking, you know, we, we've got Pache is right there, and we're still not touching him. And I know, <sighs> we've, I know we've moved on from that, but it is still just like, eh. I don't it's understand. So, it's so frustrating because I like I like Ender is one of my favorite players on the Braves. Um, just yeah. like as a person, because like um, he's like really close with Joseph Martinez. Not real close, but like yeah. They're but they're both Venezuelan, so yeah, they're yeah. both Venezuelan. Me personally, like I've been, I was at um, Joseph Martinez's Golden Boot presentation uh, a couple years ago, and like Ender and mm-hmm. Ciarte surprised him and gave it to him, yep. which which was so cool. Um, and he's just like a humble, nice guy, but yeah, I have the same frustration with, with him. With like, whenever I see him in the lineup, it's like, I'm triggered. Let's talk about an outfielder that we all can get behind. Adam Duvall, Woo-woo. three home runs last night. He had three home runs eight days before that. He's the first brave to ever hit three home runs in a game twice in an Atlanta franchise history. Here's Freddie Freeman talking about Duvall. Such an easy route for, um, incredibly humble works incredibly hard um and for what he has to go through on a daily basis to just be able to play major league baseball just to be to get through life and him him coming into major league baseball and just performing at this kind of level it's absolutely incredible um 
especially in a pandemic when he's high risk and you know he's just out here hitting three homer games like it's nothing every week I feel like this is a guy who even with the play he's had over the last week and a half I feel like somehow it's been overshadowed or overlooked because he's just like having, you know, he's he's just like silently hitting bombs and home runs. I know people are starting to take notice now, but this is a guy who is a very streaky hitter, but he's going through one of these particular swings right now where he just can't miss at the plate. Yeah, he's, it's uh, go ahead, Joe. Well, I just want to throw in one thing. He's tied for seventh in baseball and homers. He's two. Yeah. He's two off the league lead. Adam Duvall, just incredible. And last year. When he was mostly in Gwinnett, he was hitting homers then too. Like there was at the beginning of that minor league season, it was just him and Austin Riley just going off, and you kind of felt bad for Duvall because Austin Riley was the guy who kind of who got the call up, um, and Duvall's been out there and just just kept working hard, kept hitting those homers. I I, I want to say he hit maybe the most homers of any uh, Braves player last year. When, like when you can talking about his minor league homers. Yeah. Um, that so sounds I, mean, right. I, remember, I remember last year they were just, there was such a clamoring to call him up and everyone was just like, Oh, well almost, it was almost like they were talking about him the way they used to talk about Mike Hespin, you know, like, Oh, he's a, he's a quad a player or his power won't mm-hmm. translate here. Well, he's proved them wrong. And then he hit that big homer in the NLDS that won them game two against Flaherty, uh, which was huge. Um, and so I just, I'm really happy for him to see what he's doing this year. Well, the, and I feel like part of it is looking at his entire story of Freddie kind of touched on it in that soundbite. Like, I feel like not enough people know he's dealing with type one diabetes. Like he's got the, the belt pack, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. that he wears on him to give him proper insulin. And Freddie kind of touched on that last night, uh, about how he had talked about it in the past. The first time that he saw Duvall take his shirt off and he saw the the insulin pack and it was just like, wow, you're dealing with all of this stuff kind of going on. And I mean, he's playing at high risk, you know, be, because of that with all of the COVID stuff going on. Uh, and, and so you, you honestly, like, just because he's a nice guy and he's dealing with all this stuff, you want to see him play well. And then for him to be doing this, and it's so funny because when you go to talk to him, notice we didn't play any any Adam Duvall sound because I'll be honest with you, it's mostly terrible because <laughs> a- Adam doesn't know how to talk about himself. Like he's just like, ah, oh, yeah, man, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just fun, you know, just 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 helping the team out. Like he's just he's a terrible interview because he's such a nice guy and because he's so. Uh, He's so about the team and so selfless, and it it's really it's I mean it's just an ultimate feel good story, especially when you guys were talking about him playing in Gwinnett. Like, there's a reason why he was in Gwinnett because he wasn't playing well, and so he got sent down. Um, and then I I was reading an article last night that uh, give credit to it's uh, Sports Talk ATL is the one that wrote it talking about the trade that sent him to Atlanta was actually uh it was Alex Anthopoulos's first big trade and and it's so funny that I wouldn't even consider it that it was uh they acquired Duval for Lucas Sims, Matt Weisler and Preston Tucker. So Oof. Lucas yeah, Lucas Sims mm. still with the Reds, mm-hmm. you know, Whistler. is a, is a is a decent relief pitcher. Uh yeah, Weisler Whistler. Uh, he's with the Twins, I believe. 
decent relief pitcher, you know, kind of one inning kind of stuff. And then Preston Tucker is playing in the uh, Korean Baseball League. So at the time, though, that those were some pretty big assets to get Adam Duvall, and he didn't produce immediately. But now it's, I mean, it's cool to watch what he's doing now. I mean, seventh in home runs. That's crazy. He's not, he's not like getting uh, cheapies either. He's, no. He is mashing these homers. It's crazy. I mean, the pa- the raw power that he possesses is, is impressive. And I feel like, I don't know, it feels to me like balls are flying out of the park even easier this year than they did last year, um, which obviously is going to help in that regard as well. But. Yeah. So this big road trip now for the Braves, uh, their final one of the season, 10 games. Basically, they do the Baltimore-Washington corridor, and then they have their final three against the New York Mets before they return for a season-ending seven-game homestand against Miami and Boston. As it sits right now, they do not play a team 500 or better the rest of the way. Uh, I guess Watch out for the Marlins, though. Yeah, that's do, the other do part not of take it, them is, lightly. Is the fact that the Marlins are that one team that's at the 500 mark exactly at 19 and 19. Uh, and the one thing I do think that is very uh, advantageous for them is the fact that uh, there are no double headers left. So that's at least a, a positive for right now. For and the Marlins have a bunch for the Braves and the fact that the, yeah, the Marlins are going to have to play a bunch of games here down the stretch. They don't have the Phillies anymore. Do the Braves? I'm not asking you for an expectation, but is this division still the Braves to control, given all the pitching woes we've talked about, the fact that the lineup is back, how much of an effect does that have on the Braves keeping their stranglehold on the NL East? Yeah, I well, think so. I fully expect this team to win the NL East. I mean, they've gone this far. That's, <laughs> that's kind of my thing, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, don't, I guess they'll just, you know, keep plodding along. You know, I don't think a, lo- a lot of the games are going to be very pretty, but... Um, well, I don't know. Is 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 winning a game eleven to seven pretty nowadays? I don't know, but uh, that's how I feel it's like COVID. the Braves it's, are kind of Rona ball. Yeah, it's Rona ball. <laughs> right. Well, so it's one of those. I'm I'm very interested to see the next, I guess, five games because I, I I pulled up the schedule and it. You know, we've got our starting rotation for the next few games. So, Erlen, Tomlin, Anderson, Wright, Malone, like that. That doesn't sound like a recipe for success. <laughs> Buzz, your girlfriend, woof. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. And that's, I mean, that's going through Washington and starting in Baltimore. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, I mean, most likely, you know, unless they do something with Tommy Malone, if he does start, the following game could end up being, uh, you know, our old buddy that we haven't actually seen this season. Right. So it's one of those like, who knows? <laughs> a week from now, when we come back together, this the ship could be sinking, or it could be how the the first half of the season's gone. Is you you kind of close your eyes a little bit, and it it works out all right. Though you are playing a Nationals team that is far from settled with their own pitching right now. I mean, think oh, about yeah. it right now. They've yeah, got no for sure. Vo- they've they've got both. Fetty, Corbin, and Scherzer to go in uh, the four-game series that begins on Thursday night. And I, I feel like it's been forever since we've even seen Scherzer. Like, we yeah. missed him in the last series. Yeah. So uh, that, I think, is something where, you know, you can get, I think, three out of four in this series as long as you continue to hit guys like Voth and Fetty, who you're not going to get a lot of length out of. And that Nationals bullpen is looking like the Nationals bullpen 
the first half of last year, or at least during the regular season of last year. Somehow, some way, that bullpen caught fire. I have no idea how or why or what, and, and it, it vaulted them to a championship. But they are looking very much like the Nationals of the first half of last year, the team that people basically had left in the dust with only 19 wins through two months of the season. And to, to kind of take things back to the Braves starting pitching real quick, like a guy like Kyle Wright, who was everybody was really pissed at after his last start where he gave a bunch of runs, wasn't a good outing for him. Um, he's like he's a perfect example of a guy that I would actually I would rather see him out there. Like I want to see him pitching because at least it gives us more data points as to who he is. And it's just it's just more a more interesting watch at this point in the season when it's not like a do or die situation where he has to win his start or else. Uh, so I like to see him out there. I think that it's going to be, but uh, to, to what Caleb said after this current turn in the rotation, that's about to happen after that, things are about to get really interesting where you'll have Max Fried returning from an injury. Will he be the same guy? Um, that will be something to watch. And then as also, obviously Cole Hamels will probably see him for the first time this season. Um, and you just hope that he looks sharp. I, mean, I don't know if you guys saw the pictures of him or saw any of the video. I mean, he looks fit as hell. Like he, he's got like no body well, fat good. on him. I know I mean, he's, he's had plenty of time to, yeah, to he's work had plenty out. Of time. <laughs> but I, I mean, mean the- like just looking at him, he looks like a guy that you would think would be able to like come in and, and do really well, especially considering his experience. But uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting to watch. The thing about Wright is that he's just got to junk the slider, man. Like this, the, any time anyone has gotten any significant hits off of him, it's on that slider, which does mm. absolutely nothing. Like, yeah. he just has to junk that pitch. It was, uh, like, I thought that he was right in what he said after the game, which was that the fastball <laughs> command was a lot better in this game. But the but the fact is, like you said, uh, Will, he didn't really have anything going for him other than the fastball. So guys were just sitting on a fastball, and they were just, you know, hit, hitting pretty decently thrown, thrown fastballs. So... I, you know, that's not going to get it done in big situations for the Braves, but you hope that maybe he can put something together. I wouldn't expect him to be starting in the postseason or anything, but, um, you know, just for his long-term development, you hope he can develop some secondaries. He was he was right. Sorry. That one, <laughs> that one was just low-hanging fruit that I was like, all right, we're not going not gonna to point it out. Uh, my question for you guys, at what point do you have to start setting your rotation for the playoffs? Like getting it in order. The home I mean, stand. The home I, stand. Yeah, the, the I think, Miami series. Okay. I think you need to see Hamels first. Um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. I think like once you start to see those guys, yeah. Once you well, get back no, home, he's it's not, crazy. He's that, not that, built it's crazy. up yet, though, right? He's, yeah. He's no, not he's built not. Up yet. No, he's not. He's not. But I think even if he's not stretched out to his maximum extent, he's. He, he, if you feel like you can get productive innings out of him, you gotta. I think you'll roll him out there for the playoffs well, as a he's starter. He's gotta be better than Tommy Malone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's crazy that the Braves started start their last road trip of the season today. That's just bad. insane yeah. to me. Well, this was fun. Um, it was, you know, for 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 a day that that was so positive yesterday, I felt like we found more negative things to talk about, just because I feel like the frustration. It had been a negative week overall, I think, up until yesterday. Yeah. It had been pretty. The weekend pretty bad. was so frustrating, and and the first couple of games of this week were so frustrating and last night it was like oh really oh okay <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh this is what this is where all those runs were so uh, we'll see how the uh the baltimore washington new york trip goes and then uh the finale uh back at home between uh miami and boston just five opponents left on the schedule right now for the braves which like you said joe 
is rather insane. We'll continue to break it down for you. We'll be back uh, a week from now on Thursday the 17th. That'll be the last off day for the Braves, and that is the final travel day between uh, the road trip and the homestand. We'll try and uh, break it all down there, or at least uh, between the uh, parts of the road trip actually between Washington and New York. So we'll be previewing that final road series in New York before uh, we get it back home here uh, for Miami and Boston. Continue to listen to the Batter Up app or batter up uh, podcast rather on the radio.com app 929 the game radio.com is the place you can find it or wherever you get your podcast for joe and caleb i'm will this has been batter up a 929 the game and radio.com exclusive this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.